You are listening to Calling the Circle with Kevin John Fong. Embracing our inner selves, because a real man would be brave enough to walk in a woman's shoes. When I was in the second grade, Brian Mathers approached me with his right arm cocked back in perfect pitcher's form and stuffed sand down my shirt, yelling, Girl lover. Over half a century later, I can still see Brian's sneer as he approached, hear the disdain in his voice, and feel the sand trickling down my body. I stood there with my hands behind my back, thinking, You're wrong, Brian Mathers. I am no girl lover. Because the person I really love is David Bailey. Brian's words made no sense to me. He accused me of being a girl lover, which... Four years later, he became when he claimed Colleen Harrison as his girlfriend. What Brian did make clear was that the biggest insult a male can be called is a girl. Sissy, girly boy, snowflake, soft, gay, fairy, and worse. The insults are many, but the societal norm is pervasive. Boys are conditioned to go to any length to avoid being associated with femininity. Boys learn to navigate the world either by dominating or risking domination. The way boys dress, talk, move, groom themselves or not, all convey a desire to blend in. If a boy, by choice or circumstance, steps out of those conventional boundaries, he may need to prepare for battle, as the stakes can be quite high. It does not have to be this way. I used to make apologies for having the soft in my man, a wave of woman in my masculinity. Tapiwa Mugabe Long before my encounter with Brian Mathers, I knew I was no typical boy. I never acquired the ability to throw a ball, whistle, or spit. Instead, I found my own way, confirming just enough to fit in and avoid harm. Throughout middle and high school, my classmates recognized the wave of woman in my masculinity, as the poet Tapiwa Mugabe says. Girls felt safe with me, and boys never saw me as a threat. In fact, I became popular among both girls and boys by brokering conversations between them. Since dating was not an option for me, I found my place as the asexual friend who literally held purses and coats as everyone slow danced on the gym floor. Such is the journey for gender-fluid folks, not fully male nor female, but traveling a middle path between masculine and feminine. For those of us who are biologically male, we can sometimes express our feminine side through drag. In recent years, drag has become mainstream with the popularity of RuPaul's Drag Race and its many spin-offs. This popularity has resulted in a political and social backlash as over a hundred bills have been presented in state houses across the country to prohibit drag show performances in the presence of children. When you take one of these little kids and put them in front of drag queens, do you think that helps them? or confuses them in regard to their own gender, said Arkansas State Senator Gary Stubblefield. In a recent interview, Pope Francis said that gender ideology today is one of the most dangerous ideological colonizations because it blurs differences and the value of men and women, making the world the same, all dull 
all alike, and that is contrary to the human vocation. Such strong opinions these men hold, and in both cases opinion held absent of even a lick of experience or evidence. It may be just the right time to extend an invitation to Senator Stubblefield and Pope Francis to attend my experiential workshop, Exploring Your Inner Self. Here, I work with cisgender men, both gay and straight, to explore the spectrum of gender identity and expression. Today I wear my mother in my voice. I am clothed in her. I wear my sisters in my thinking, my grandmother in my bones, in my soul. Tapiwa Mugabe Exploring your inner self plays on the relationship between yin or feminine and yang or masculine. It is not, and I am clear, not a drag party. Those events often serve as venues where men put on a dress, take on misogynistic stereotypes, typically the crone, the harlot, the diva, or the ditz, and behave badly at the expense of women. The type of drag I practice is about fierce authenticity. When I put on a dress, hair extensions, makeup, and heels, I remain Kevin from the inside out. And that is what I ask of all my participants. Would this be much more threatening to men like Senator Stubblefield and Pope Francis? Hard to know, unless they were courageous enough to explore their own feminine side. Before our gathering, I meet with each of the men individually and ask how their family viewed gender. Boys and men always did this. Girls and women never did that. How comfortable did they feel within those rules? Were there any tolerance for those in their family who fell between genders, whether they were LGBT or not? Because most every family had that tomboy aunt or that confirmed bachelor. I like to know where participants stand as we begin this journey together. And these questions alone are sometimes enough to stir their pot. One participant a straight man in his 40s said that no one had ever asked him these questions before. Why did we ever have to talk about gender, he said. The rules were set and there was no room for negotiation. We then discuss how far they want to go in their yinner journey. Some take on the journey in order to better relate to women in their lives, wives, partners, and daughters. Others talk about how harmful and debilitating being a man has been for them, and they want to explore another side of themselves that might be more healing and life-affirming. And others are questioning their own gender identity and expression as cisgender males. We talk about their outer expression of femininity. For some, it might just be a slight alteration. A touch of eyeliner, blush, or lip gloss might be enough. Others may add more makeup and hair. And others may want to go full-on drag, tucking, padding, corseting, and heels. For the latter group, I'll take them shopping and find appropriate clothes and shoes, then off to the wig store to figure out hair, and finally, the foundational pieces, which we build or buy. This option is a serious investment of time and money, but for those who are fully committed, it is well worth it. 
On the day of the gathering, those who opt for full-on drag arrive early, as it takes up to three hours to accomplish. Others can show up an hour or two beforehand, so we can apply shadow, eyelashes, and the proper headpiece and jewelry. And once everyone is ready, we gather for a meal and a conversation. My only request is that they do not hide behind a persona. They must remain fully and completely themselves, only from a more feminized perspective. And there is no judgment. This is not a beauty contest or a competition to see who is passable. This is a journey from the inside out. For she prayed for me. It was she who went before God, red war paint on her face from fighting the men. She pleaded for a son. How then can I deny the woman in me when my coming to earth was because women prayed for me? Tapiwa Mukabe. After our meal, I place a number on the wall where one is ultimate masculine and ten is ultimate feminine. And I ask each participant to stand at a place along the wall that reflects their day-to-day -day gender identity and expression. Most stand in the one to three range toward the masculine side, feeling most comfortable navigating the world through this lens. Then I ask them to stand at a place along the wall that reflects their current experience while in drag. There's a notable shift as they move toward the five to eight range. To think that I've only been living 20% of who I actually am, said Mike, still clad in his jeans and t-shirt, but with some eyeliner, blush, lipstick, and stilettos. I'm seeing the world in a whole new way, and it is the most liberating thing I have done in a long time. John, a burly man in full drag, said, I sure have a deeper appreciation for my wife. To think that she goes through all of this every day just to walk out of the house and be accepted. We need to change those standards right now. Larry's expression of Jag did not involve makeup, wigs, or dresses. Teased mercilessly as a young man, he expressed his inner side by shaving the mustache that kept his full and feminine lips hidden for over 40 years. These lips are a gift, he said and I will never hide them again. Our final activity of the gathering, for those who are willing, is for the men to step out into the world as their inner selves. Some make it as far as the front stoop, others try to walk down the street, and others even bring a trip to the store. That inner field trip to Trader Joe's and Daly City was most memorable. If being a real man is about courage, then this is the most courageous thing any man can ever do, said Steve. If you've seen me in a public setting these past few years, you have witnessed Kevin 7.8. Last week, I gave a keynote for several hundred people at the Maryland Theater with a full face of makeup, a crop jacket, a pair of slacks that featured a shimmer of gold and burgundy when it caught the light, four-inch heels, and my niihau shall lay. The good people of Hagerstown met the real Kevin Fong, who slayed a 45-minute talk about living one's true and unapologetic self from the inside out. 
I did put on the makeup heels and a crop jacket to make a political statement. I dressed that way because it brought out my best and beautiful self, which in turn invited all the folks in the audience to bring out their best and beautiful selves. Only father remarks at my pedal nature. The women I come from say, I am beautiful. Tapiwa Mugabe. In the end, what those of us who are trans, non-binary, gender-fluid, drag kings and queens want is to be seen, honored, appreciated, and embraced in our full humanity. Indeed, that's all any human wants. Fortunately for me, the men that I come from, including and most especially my 89-year-old father, say, I am beautiful and bring honor to the family name. These qualities of acceptance, inclusion, compassion, and love epitomize the sacred feminine. I imagine that this is what folks like Brian Mathers, Gary Stubblefield, and Pope Francis are most afraid of. People like me who dare to express their pedal nature threaten them to the core of their very being. So to my friends who identify as cisgender men, I invite you to take that courageous step towards your inner self. I promise you, there is so much more power and possibility that awaits in knowing how you truly embody both masculinity and femininity, both inside and out. You can learn more about Kevin and the Kahakule Institute at kahakule.com. That's K-A-H-A-K-U-L-E-I dot com.